Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> All right, yo, what's good, everybody? It is Should I Play That? Episode 106. And part of that's the title of this episode. <laughs> Good job, James. Good stuff. Hey, I could, I could always leave it up to you to like. I had to do it one time for the coach. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs> write that. Write that down before we forget. Oh yeah, someone, someone put that in our in, in our show notes. But uh, it's your boy Chris, along with James and Rod. Uh, we are here with another episode. Let's talk about video games. Talk about what we've been playing. Talk about what's going on in the industry. And uh, this is like, this is gonna be an interesting week. We got new games. We mm-hmm. got uh, we got lawsuits. Um, <laughs> and and one of the games that I'm gonna talk about this week has already been uninstalled. Oh, hmm. I'll leave it up to you. I'll leave it up to you guys to figure out which one that is. I wonder if we can figure out the outlier. <sighs> Oh, good one. (laughs) I don't want to spoil it. We got a show to do. (laughs) But yeah, yo, let's go around the room, guys. How you guys doing? James, how's how's your how's your week going? Week is going good, man. Um, been off the last couple days, you know, so always feeling refreshed around this time. It's nice. Um, got to spend some time catching up on some some pop culture, a little bit of TV shows here and there. I finished one division finally. I know I'm late, don't judge me. And I finished Invincible around the same time as everybody else. So I'm proud of myself for that. Nice. Um, I think those are both really well done shows. Can't wait for season two of Invincible. I know we're not getting any more WandaVision just because it's called series finale. So it is what it is. But mm-hmm. it was a good, good way to spend the last couple of days. I'm glad I didn't. Would glad you, I went. Hmm? Question Would you watch a season two of WandaVision? I don't think so. Only because I'm I'm a believer in like the story's been told, and it, like it does everything it needs to do. Then there's no reason to drag it out for the sake of having a uh, a longer show. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like a it was a good. I think the TV show worked out better as a format than a movie would. So I'm happy with where we at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's a good point. I haven't really thought about it that way. Um, I mean. Yeah, I think WandaVision as a movie. Um, actually, no, I think I'm opposite on that. I think it would have been better as a movie. I feel really? like there were certain things that were sort of like uh, sort of dragged out. I could have easily seen them sort of uh, condensing the series into about like a two hour, like an hour and a half, two hour movie. Mm. And I still would have walked away from it. <laughs> dragged out. Oh boy, have you seen Falcon and Winter Soldier? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Don't do this. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Dragged up. No, I, I actually, James, I'm, I'm on your side on this one. Um, I mean, the format of WandaVision is literally built for TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's that's part of the brilliance of how they told that story to me. Um, and what makes, I think, the kind of Marvel TV shows that, that I personally would like to see, which are like these experimental things that Marvel may not trust the general populace like to consume over like two, two and a half hours. Although I'm sure they could sell anything they want at this point. Um, but yeah, so we are, I, we are I, getting a black widow movie. So, Oh, that's not even the weirdest dude. Uh, yeah. Eternals is about to be like the weirdest thing that they've done. Probably weirder than guardians of the galaxy. But honestly. I feel like at least uh, Eternals will make sense if they're following like the comic book route. 
Yeah, I mean, I learned not to just doubt what Marvel can do after Guardians because I was like, there's like I'm a I'm a generally a comics fan. Like I know who Rocket Raccoon and Groot like are, but like there's no way that they're gonna make them a household name. Well, <laughs> so right. uh, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about the Eternals. I feel like they, you know, um, so far with the movies that they've done, I'd say. It, well, no, yeah, all of the characters have been like, all right, I've heard of this character before. I think for some people, maybe Guardians was like the like the first no, Gar- out yeah. there. Um, yes. Yeah, Eternals, like, like it's going to be, they're going to have to do a really good job to get me to care about these characters. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll say it, like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, a, I'm a casual mm-hmm. like fan. So like, I'm not, like I, I, if I'm really interested in like a certain story beat, like I'll look into, I'll watch a YouTube video or like read the mm-hmm. comic. But nah, like, Please tell me how like, and I know like in a grand scheme of things, like this is setting up like you know cosmic Marvel, but yo, make me care. Right, because this has the like very high potential to go like Inhumans really fast. Remember that push for the mm-hmm. Inhumans that that died immediately because nobody yeah. cared. And and that was partially because uh, Ike Perlmutter, who was like the running the Marvel TV division, was so divorced from uh, Kevin Feige and the Marvel Studios. Like they used to be completely two separate things. Oh, I mean, yeah, they were right. really. Um, and so he had control over like that and the Marvel Netflix stuff, which is why they never really intersected because Perlmutter and Feige had like butt heads like constantly. Feige had to go to. Um, I can't think of his name now, uh, Bob Iger from uh, Disney, the head of Disney and go like, Hey dude, I can't work like this anymore. We need to not interact. And that's basically what happened. Um, and so that's why the quality Damn. difference is on, the, is there on the screen and why the quality is so inconsistent between like what's going on in the TV world versus what was going on in, in films. Mm. Um, yeah. Hmm. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good observation no, no, and, for the eternal. Like- oh, mm-hmm. I was going to say, that also brings up, yeah. like, a good point of, like, how, like, the new Marvel, the TV shows, like, it's the same quality yeah. as movies. Like, mm-hmm. exact. Right. Exactly. Because now Feige has direct control over that. And now there is no more Ike Perlmutter to be like, hey, maybe we should have, like, more white guys in our shit. Um, and now it's like, we are, fo- they're focusing on, like, more. I mean, I mean, really. No, really. Because he was the holdup for a Black Widow, uh, I think a Black Widow movie or a Black Widow something. Like, he had a lot of input early on in the MCU's life. Mm-hmm. And that's another, that's a good reason or big reason why there was not, like, a lot of diversity there uh, in the beginning. But now we're seeing you know, Captain Marvel, we're seeing Black Panther, Black Widow, like we're seeing a lot mm. less like straight white guy movies. And now it's more like women, black people, like, you know, it's it's a lot of people being represented now because Feige has control. And that's something that he's pretty passionate about. Um, in fact, he was just quoted not long ago saying something like, um, you know, he was talking about WandaVision and saying how important it was for like Doctor Strange to not show up at an inorganic time uh sorry spoilers for wandavision i guess but like uh you know he doesn't end up showing up in that series because if he shows up and he's like the master he likes kind of teaching wanda how to do magic it's like kind of weird optics to have like some white guy come in and be like let me teach you about like this magic you know it's just oh, like that sort wow. of Damn. So, so I mean, he's, he said that. Yeah, no, I mean, but he, but that, I mean, Chris, that's, that's honestly like what he said in an actual public interview. So the fact that he was willing to, to say that tells me like, okay, this dude is serious about like 
you know, representation. And that's nice because we don't want to see the same kind of stories all the time. I want to make sure that we're getting as many different kinds of uh, stories as possible. So we're getting Shang-Chi, um, you know, Eternals is going to be extremely diverse and that's actually going to be directed by uh, an Asian woman. So uh, I think she's Asian American, pretty sure. I think uh, Chloe Zhao. Um, and she actually just won an Oscar for Nomadland. If you haven't seen it, you should. It's very, very good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see like what the next uh, phase of Marvel films will be, as long as they keep getting interesting filmmakers uh, behind their stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. I think <laughs> that's that's dang, that's crazy. Right, you said a lot of notes real quick, Roddy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> But, but no, it was, they were very good, solid good. points, though. Yeah. Huh. But I was just going to say that I thought that the TV show format works better because it almost plays out like an issue of a comic book. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. you can tell those expanded stories but not have them drag on forever at a, like at a time, too. I think eight to nine episodes is a nice, solid arc, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think yeah. about some of the like the CW shows. Those seasons can go on forever sometimes. And like they're just kind of episodes. right filled with a whole bunch of nothing. So I guess this mm. was a nice change of pace from when I'm used to with superhero TV. So hmm. I like it. I'm down for it. Yeah. Okay. Same with Invincible too. I think it, it stayed just long enough to like tell the story it wanted to tell, um, set up some things for the future. It got me interested, um, and just I know it does it delves into a lot of superhero tropes, but I think that was the fun in the show. Mm-hmm. To see them kind of like twist those tropes that we know and love so much, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that. Hmm. Cool. That's kind of all I got there. So. What about you, Roddy? What's been going on? Um, I actually wanted to uh, bring up just up at the top here. This is normally something I would I would save for last, but I wanted to shout out the guys at Giant Bomb real quick. Um, so Giant Bomb, if you haven't heard, uh, is uh, a giant me- media website about video games. That's what they would they would say, a website about video games. Uh, and they have always been very personality driven. Um, and I would say the originators of like the the, the mass consumption of, of like a let's play or something like that, like quick looks is something that they started a long time ago, like long form game playing. Um and it's it, they recently have three departures, three of the four OGs that have been at the site, uh, uh, Vinny Caravella, Brad Shoemaker and uh, Alex Navarro. Um, I want to bring them up just because I think it was it's worth shouting out. Um, this show particularly owes a lot to them because our game of the year format is has been taken pretty much uh, from them. The idea that we can get together in a room uh, and cumulatively come up with a list. It was something that was have, that we were inspired by and we started doing because of them. Instead of doing our own individual lists, we decided to try to do a collaborative one. Um, and I think just the general discourse has influenced me as a person. Um, and, and I wouldn't be doing this without them. Uh, if, if, if they weren't around, I can tell you right now, I, I wouldn't have done this. And I may not have even met you guys uh, all those years ago because I was consuming Giant Bomb for like almost 10 years ago at this point. I think the site is like 12 to 13 years old. Uh, and they have been such a constant in my life uh, that the fact that like they're about to evolve um, and that the, the Giant Bomb of, of a decade past 
uh, over a decade past is going to be no more is really sad. I was I was legitimately kind of broken up about this uh, for for like a day or two. And um, kind of similar to when Ryan Davis died, um, he was like the OG, the OG of OGs uh, next to Jeff Gertzman on the site. And again, just those, every single one of those people, um, I really, really enjoy and, and still try to follow, you know, as, as much as I can to this day, uh, whether it's through Twitter or any other varying sites that they have. And they've just produced so much talent. Um, and again, just influenced me directly as a person. So just wanted to shout them out. Um, and I just wish them the best, like in the future. And I hope that whatever comes next for Giant Bomb, like is, is good. And I'll definitely be there for sure as a fan, as a supporter, um, as someone who dreamt of like being on that E3 couch one day. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it's definitely bittersweet, um, a bittersweet moment. And I, I just wanted to kind of give them their due here. So yeah, that's kind of been on my mind this week. Yeah, shout, shout out to Giant Bomb. Like they, you know, you've, dang, I haven't really thought about like how long they've been putting out content. Like, yeah, well, it's about 12, 13 years. That's like, that's a good minute. So yeah, uh, like, quick question. Any word on where they're going or what, uh, what they're doing? Not yet. Not yet. I think they're taking, they're planning on at least taking a short break. Uh, I would suspect one of them may leave the game biz entirely uh, just to maybe spend more time with their family. I mean, they're, they're getting older, you know, in their forties, mid forties ish. Um, you know, they've got a lot of them have families now, whereas they didn't before. A lot of them weren't married when they started and now they're, they're adulting. Um, that's one of the things I really liked about their, their setup is that like, I just, I don't relate to a lot of other, like, I mean, you guys know, like, I don't really follow a ton of influencers or streamers or anything like that. It just doesn't really, it's not really my wheelhouse. And they were always kind of an outlier to me in that they were never shills for anything. They were never like, they would never bend over backwards for, for anyone. You would never see like Jeff Gertzman, like <laughs> host like an EA play or something like that. Not saying that people who do that are shilling, but it's just, it's the idea that like their integrity has always been number one and something that's always come across in the content that they produce. Um, and, and I've always admired that from afar and, and something that I try to take with me uh, through this show and anything that I do for should I play that, you know, um, it, I, I always want to be, they've, they've, if anything, their show, their content has taught me to be myself always. I know that's like, uh, you know, sounds like a generic, you know, thing to, to say, but, but it's true. Um, and I try to follow that to the to a T when I'm doing when I'm doing this. So yeah. So um I have I have something to say real quick about I guess just not even just that's not even crazy. Like I, you know, this week I was in a uh I don't know, just a buying mood. I was like, hmm. I, I sort of want to get like a like a next gen upgrade. For uh, mm -hmm. my headset, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get a new headset. Let's let's you know what, what's out there on the market. So like, I spent maybe like two two three days like doing research, and uh, like it came down to today. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go pick out something today to go get, and decided to do like one last like little round of like just like which way I should go. And you know what's crazy about this generation is that. And that's not even crazy. It's actually pretty cool that a lot of uh, these features that we're seeing, like on these systems, 
it's it's a, some a lot of it's like software based. So when it mm-hmm. comes down to like PlayStation or PlayStation Five, and like it's, uh, I guess the reason why you would want to use like a headset or just uh, if you're looking and just like looking into like the whole audio sphere is that the PlayStation Five has like this you know uh, what was it I think they call it like a temporal like three D audio the Tempest or engine. Like that. Tempest, yeah, the Tempest engine. Yeah. And, you know, the way they were sort of, like, promoting that, I was like, oh, man, does that mean, like, I have to get, like, a PlayStation headset or I have to get, like, a first-party headset to, like, really, you know, take advantage of that? And I found out that, no, you don't. Like, you could really use any headset and still, like, get that feature, that 3D audio feature, which is wild. Because, like, at some point, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I don't know, I was, I was sort of, like, under the assumption that stuff like that was sort of, like, hardware-driven. And it's, it's, I mean, I think to a point it could be, and it is, but for the most part, like with the, the Sony Pulse from PS5, like it's a, it's a stereo headset. It's not even like a, uh, you know, like a surround sound headset or like a 7.1. Like a lot of it, it's like, it's like, you know, digitally done. So that sort of then got me to look at other headsets and I was like, oh, well, if that's the case, then like what, what's going to happen when I use like my Xbox? Like what's the, what's the perk of using like the Xbox headset? Same thing. A lot of the stuff, a lot of the uh, cool features are just features that you get like from the system itself. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's, it, it was just, I don't know. It was just interesting sort of like doing that this week and save myself <laughs> I'm spending a hundred to about two hundred dollars for, for no reason. I would, <laughs> well, that, you could just plug would, in the ones you got. Just what the one I have right now. That's you know. Then, so I don't know. Just want I just want to put that out there, y'all. You don't have to uh, upgrade everything, I guess, when you're getting a new system or just like jumping platforms, which is sort of like leads into like I guess I was like a focus this generation was mm-hmm. being able to use like your last gen stuff or things that you already have has been mm, right. pretty important. And I think that should be like a thing here for like going forward. I feel like that's becoming just like a thing with technology in general. The idea yeah. of like the whole ecosystem and how things just kind of just work now with your old stuff and as you upgrade the new stuff. I think that like it, it's, a, it's like a, a necessity now in this type of um, design. So I didn't really have much of a choice. Yeah. I think I was going to say, I think Microsoft has taken that to like the nth degree. Um, Sony has, even though they still believe in generations, clearly they still have uh, let you use PS4 controllers. They let you use the headset. Like I still use my Sony golds from the previous generation on, on a five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like that. There are options in that regard for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. It was just it was something cool. It was it was, it was something that was different. Um, <laughs> I I guess we can sort of just jump into our show, uh, our, our, what you've been playing, and this week, yeah, uh, James, start us off. Yo. What you've been playing? So it's been a little bit of a Bioware fest over here the last week, and I also have a third game we'll talk about a little bit later because something we've all been uh, been playing. So I think we're just gonna say that for the end. Mm-hmm. But um, I started up Mass Effect Andromeda, and I started up Dragon Age Inquisition uh, this week. So, oh, wow. <laughs> for those who don't know, I am a huge Mass Effect fan. Um, I'd probably say 
the first one is my favorite from a sentimental point of view, but two is probably my favorite gameplay wise. Hmm. But um, I jumped back into Andromeda because I, I just was looking at my Xbox. I wanted to see where the franchise has been now that the Legendary Edition is coming back. So I can kind of have like a reference point between the two to see how upgrades look and what's been changed, and what's been carried over, that sort of thing. And I also wanted to give Andromeda another shot because I never finished the game. I remember getting bored probably like three planets in and was kind of just overall disappointed with the game. Hmm. Um, I guess from a fan's point of view, a lot of people feel like Andromeda was a step backwards for the series. And then given the interviews that have come out and the, uh, the in-depth look into the behind the scenes, turns out that was the case. Um, the budget for the game was not there. The time frame for the game was not there. There were a lot of features that were stripped back and pulled away. But I think what was left is not a bad game by any means. It's just not a good Mass Effect trilogy follow-up. And I feel like that's where the game really stumbled. Um, combat in that game is snappy, it is responsive, and it is fun. Uh, it takes Mass Effect 3 and adds a little bit of verticality to it. And it makes things a little bit more aggressive. So... From the moment to moment, combat is definitely there, but the story doesn't pull the way that the original trilogy does. The characters don't feel as well, like, fleshed out or fun. And then when you think about how you actually lose the number of alien species you interact with in the game, that whole sense of exploration kind of feels lost. Hmm. Uh, so it's it's been a weird time going back to this game, because, again, I don't like not enjoy the gameplay. It just disappoints for hmm. what's expected of that, of that type of quality of like a Bioware game, even, you know, cause they've, they're known for all those things. I listed the deep lore, the engaging characters, the interesting like choices. And it didn't feel like that was there at all in this time around. So, so, so hmm. what, does it just feel like action sequenced, Back to back, like, are you being funneled through anything interesting character wise? Um, I haven't played Andromeda at all, so I've only heard how how disappointing it is. Um, I don't know. It's I don't want to spoil how the story goes, even though it's pretty mm-hmm. old at this point. Mm-hmm. But you kind of play this uh this Pathfinder, as they call you. Um, you were trying to help colonize new worlds for. Um, the Milky Way galaxy like inhabitants because the um the events of three have happened. The Reapers are here, and we're trying to get away. That sort of thing. But it's like I don't know. There doesn't really seem to be any type of real draw to the story at all. The the villains just seem kind of we're the bad guys because we're the bad guys, mm-hmm. and it could be that there's more in the story I haven't uncovered yet. But I don't know. I just don't really see the uh, the need to continue, which is kind of sad. Yeah, for a second time, right? For a second. Did you get, did, 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 you, um, did you stop earlier than you did the first time, or you did you reach that point? Um, I've stopped earlier than I did before, only because I've been splitting my time between the other game I'm gonna talk about and Inquisition Two. Right, and then of course the TV show. So I haven't put a ton of time into this one like I did originally. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to see if it could like snap anything back and put me back in yeah so far nothing Mm-mm. i just wanted to get something in my system before mass effect legendary comes out because i will be getting yeah. that through again ready for mm-hmm. that so are you yeah. which, uh what system are you picking that up on xbox 
Okay. Runs mm. 120 frames. I want to see what that looks like. Ah, okay. Mm, okay. And, okay. I, and I played the original trilogy on Xbox too. So it just kind of feels right. Right. I, I always find it fascinating when the, a game comes out like of a beloved franchise and those fans are actively against it only because I'm just so used to seeing the opposite of that happen where people are just ready to love it immediately. Um, so that, that response is strong. Like a game has to really do something wrong or take a left turn an unexpected left turn somewhere to, mm-hmm. for, to, to just elicit a response like that. And it's sad because it's like, obviously I want fans to be happy. Like obviously you want people to like things. Um, and for this to be so disappointing is it's baffling um, kind of, but didn't the key players of Bioware leave like by Andromeda's creation, like they didn't, they weren't involved in this, right? Like Not Casey Hudson. Really? No, you're right. That was like, cause he had left for a minute, didn't he? I thought he had left after three, but I, I'm not 100% on that. Yeah, but it wasn't the same team. Okay. That's usually how this goes. Right. So it's a three, four, three type of thing. Unfortunately, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Now, this is a, kind of a question I had. So does the game sort of feel like a shell of what? mass effect should be because that's how kind of gears of four felt when we played through that like a few months ago like how it was like the 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 coalition kind of made this game where it was like like baby's first gears of war in a way like not to be overly disparaging but like it's it it felt like a bunch of people trying to recreate what one through three were but not really capturing that magic fully so it feels like an empty shell of Mm -hmm. what came before does that make sense yes it's also yeah. kind of that scene with the, that halo effect. Exactly. Yeah, right, I right. would say that's the case that happened here. Um, I guess the uh, the thing that I've really noticed gameplay wise is that as the combat got more and more advanced, everything else felt like it kind of gets scaled back. But it feels like in the drama that they went all in on combat and left kind of hmm. everything like dialed back a bit. And it shows everything the else combat, combat is great. Right. Okay. Combat. Everything outside of combat. But the combat feels great. It's a fun multiplayer. I remember playing the multiplayer suite when it came out. It was a good time. And I think that was back when EA was like heavily making everybody use um Frostbite. Oh, right. So right. like an engine built for combat games. Of course, it mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. But uh, yeah, it's not what most fans were looking for, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Oh, and then I briefly jumped into Inquisition as well, um, mostly because I was looking at the, uh, the Xbox, got the FPS boost update list. And yes. there was like 97 games that were added recently. Mm-hmm. So now these games have the ability to play within variable rates of between 60 and 120. And I was just going through the list and I saw Inquisition on there. So I just wanted to see what that looks like. 60 mm-hmm. frames per second Inquisition. And that game is smooth. Um, once again, shout out to Xbox and that backwards compatibility feature. It just kind of breathes new life in the games and makes things that I wouldn't go back and play normally. Something that mm-hmm. I want to go back and check out now. Yeah. Yeah. Pray still on my list. I should, I, I need to get that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really cool. I, I didn't know, I guess I maybe skipped my, my, my list. I didn't see that on there. So it's cool that it got that boost. I think they've actually filtered it in the store now by games that have uh, FPS boosts enabled. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. So I haven't seen that yet. So that's pretty much, um, I think all the battlefields go to 120 now on Xbox Series X. 
Um, Hollow Knight goes to 120 on there. Um, it's a good few number of games. Uh, Super Lucky's Tale, like a 3D platformer, runs at 120. Mm-hmm. It's just like cool stuff to see, like what those yeah. frame rates are looking like. Cause you know, as a council peasant, I don't know anything <laughs> beyond like 30, 45 frames. The 60s is old in the world as it is. I can say another thing that's important is, um, also like when you hear this stuff, it also comes down to the TV that you're using. So, uh, with these, you know, games getting like the 130, 120 frames, uh, updates, you would have to have like a TV or a monitor mm-hmm. that puts out in 120 Hertz to really like get right. the full effect of it. And it does come with some caveats. Like, um, I can't run it in 4k HDR and I run at 120. It drops down to like 1440, which is fine. Yeah. Like, oh, well. This that's moved. This is something to behold. That's it's crazy. So if yeah. you have the ability to check it out, I recommend you do. It's free, so might as well. I mean, it's not like we're getting. A ton but of besides games that, out right now, hmm? I said it's not like we're getting like, a, lot of, a lot of a ton of games out. So like, it, like if you have the games or if you could get them for pretty cheap, go ahead and like replay through some of these games. Or if you've missed out on like playing it the first time around, definitely mm-hmm. check it out. I think Inquisition like is a, one of those games to pick up. It, it'll hold your time. That that is mm-hmm. a long game. That's, <laughs> that game that's is all, like one fifty plus easy. Yeah, when you were saying like, you're playing yeah. Mass Effect and Inquisition, I was like, how? Why? I was just looking. I was just browsing. <laughs> god. That type of thing scares me. Like, I, like when I hear that, I'm just like, oh my god. Uh, like I just always think of Persona Five and go, oh shit! Right, not this again. <laughs> yeah, like I, that, there used to be a time, like when earlier in my life, where that sounded awesome. I was like, yeah, I get like all the money out of this. And now, as, as an older person, I'm like, oh god, no. I'm never gonna get my money worth <laughs> out of this. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm never gonna get it. I'm gonna spend like seven months on this game. I've legit uh, seen people say they spent about thirty hours before they reach the second area. Oh, they can't be that dense. In is there any is there any way you like that one? Surely one fifty can't be like the floor, right? Give me a second. <laughs> How long to beat? <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> it can't. It can't be like. There's no way because this game sounds cool. I haven't played it, so like I'd like to play it. But at one fifty, I don't know, man. No, it's funny. That, makes that sounds sense. like a that completion sounds, this run. That sounds right because I've never finished it. And it's because of that. Like it just keeps going. <sighs> It's okay. one reason. It, so main story, 46 and a half hours. Okay, that's more doable. Main plus extras, 87 and a half hours. Okay. Completion is 127 hours. Okay. And I guess average of all styles is around 88. Okay. That's I could a do a 40 something. It is a lot, but I, I could do a 40 something for for a game like that's on the top end of where i really want to be like i don't, I don't want to play anything that's going to take me over 50 hours to be honest like yakuza 7 was like i think i was hovering around like 35 40 hours but i mean the story was so good i didn't mind like playing that mm-hmm. uh for that long but it was like all right i want to wrap up like soon it wasn't persona 5 like in this yesterday but like it was it was just there i don't know i, so I take that really seriously so he's a he's a random thought like i just thought about this yeah. so I feel like we're at the point in just like just the gaming industry where I feel like there's like a, you know, there's a, there's like a, I don't want to say a time and a place, but like I feel like if I'm pumping a hundred and something hours into a game, 
I can only really see myself doing that with like a multiplayer game. Um, I feel like yeah. for if I'm playing a game for a story, the sweet spot for me is at least like 10 to 12 hours, 15 hours. Anything past that, I'm like, okay, like this is at, at this point, now I'm sort of looking at stuff to be like, all right, this section was too long. This section was like, was like completely unneeded. Like, I feel, mm-hmm. honestly, honestly, after like 25 hours, most games that are like that, that's normally like the first, like when you look at like the cons of a game, it's like, okay, you know, certain areas may seem like, like too played out or something like that. So I don't know. I think, but then again, like people like, like, you know, JRPGs like this, this is like, this, this is like, when you think JRPG, you think, all right, I'm going to get like at least hundred hours out of this game or at least eight mm-hmm, hours right. out of this game. So, I mean, there's of yeah. course like a time and a place and like there's certain styles of games where that works for uh, like Skyrim, you know, RPGs, I think just in general, uh, that's sort of like the rule of nature is that you have so much customization. You have so, you have so many different ways of playing the game mm-hmm. that it makes sense for that. But like, but not every game does that. Exactly. Even thinking about classic RPGs, like you were saying, if you get to like a modern version of those games now, they have things like speed up buttons. Because the only yeah. reason those games are so long is because of the long battle sequences and the grinding you had to do. Yeah. So they were yeah. like, this is just like a bit too much. Yeah. Hmm. And if you look at our top 10 list from last year, I mean, two of those games were well over 30 hours. Uh, so like your threshold, Chris, your normal threshold was surpassed. Like we had Final Fantasy VII remake and Yakuza 7. Uh, but those those games were worth it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and that, those are the exceptions. Like those are the games I was like, all right, I'm enjoying playing this game and I'm actually following the story in a way that like these 40 hours I'm, I'm pumping into it. It doesn't really feel like that. Yeah, that's that's so true. Yeah, I, didn't See, but, like, I feel like that. I feel like that leads that leads into why those games are exceptions is that right. it's like either either the story is so good or the gameplay mm-hmm. like has you hooked in to the point. Where like you're at 40 hours, you're at 50 hours, and you don't mind. Like you, you're cool with it. So, uh, yep. hmm. I don't know. There's, this is let's see. Any of the games I'm playing now? Oh no! And I'll, I'll sort of talk about that with. I guess most of these games I'm going to talk about for uh, my my what you've been playing. Um, yep. Like I said, one of these games are already uninstalled. <laughs> And um, I'm going to get to that game. But before I get to that game, uh, I have been playing a palate cleanser game, which I feel like if you play, if you play the amount of video games that we play, you know, whether it be as like a, a hobby, just something you love to do, you get paid for it, whatever you do. Like, I, I think with all hobbies, I feel like you'll get to a point where you'll just get burnt out. You know, things sort of yep. feel like samey. Um Sometimes you want to play a game, but you just don't want to be stressed about it. And so, you know, a lot of the games I've been playing up until this point, I guess the past couple months have given me, I'm going to say have given me stress, you know, first world problems, but uh, I needed a palate cleanser. And Mm -hmm. Ratchet and Clank has a game coming out pretty soon. And the original Ratchet and Clank, I guess, well, the Ratchet and Clank remake or is it a remake or is it yeah, it's a remake? It was much um, a remake. Reboot. Or is it a reboot? That's it's the question. Like both kind of? It's weird. But yeah, so they, they recently put out a PlayStation 5 uh quote unquote like update, which you know uh 
gets it to run. I don't, I'm not even sure if it's like up-res resolutions, but it, it runs smooth now. It runs really smooth, which I feel like the game always has ran smooth, but I guess they sort of just, you know, you're fully using the PlayStation 5 right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm playing through that right now. And to tell you the truth, I don't remember. I, I've had this game for a while. I just don't remember finishing it. So I hmm. uh, sort of playing through it now. Of course, there's certain levels where I'm like, okay, I, I, I somewhat recognize this. But Ratchet and Clank, it's, it's just fun. It, 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 there's something about playing platformers like this that sort of gives me, you know, uh, memories of like, you know, PlayStation 1, PlayStation, well, specifically PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think PlayStation 2 was like the heyday of platformers like this, where yep. it's sort of just, it's fun to play. Um, you can sort of, I'm not going to say just breeze through it, but like it will let you play the game. And if you want to do more, if you want to collect like things in the environment, if you want to do like optional side missions, it's in your, it's like sort of like in your face where you can do it, but you don't have to do it. So uh, sometimes like I'll come across like a, like a race or something or uh, collecting, like I, I was just on a planet where I had to collect brains and there's, I don't know, like, like just the whole, like just overall gameplay loop, you know, Insomniac, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they know what they're doing. Like they, uh, Ratchet and Clank is a, uh, it's a fun game. So I said, you know, if, I think the game is pretty cheap. I think this is still being given out mm-hmm. for free. Is this, was this one uh, of those games? No, I, I no, <laughs> um, I think it's Horizon took that place. Oh, Okay. But it's been it's been on gold before it got through the play at a home initiative. Like it's been quote unquote free for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's definitely a great game. Um, I'm like at least like maybe six planets in, six or seven planets mm-hmm. in. So, uh, you know, I'm sort of just popping this in in between games. Um, yeah. You know, just to sort of like just relax. This is that type of game. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. really stressed out by it. Um, so, you know, played a little bit of that this past week. Uh, finally had a chance to play It Takes Two with my girlfriend. And nice. this is, uh, you know, Rodden, you talked about this on the show. And yeah. you sort of started off saying, um, I don't know if this is like the, <laughs> the, the right game to play with like your significant other. I, so, you know what's funny? I actually, I think it's, it's good to play with your significant other yeah, I, yeah hmm. I, I think yeah i i think it's a, it's a fun game to play with your significant other. of course like you know the beginning of the game is like this is a subject of like the whole divorce and everything like that like right all right you know that but i feel like the story of the game is like the the, the overall presentation of this game sort of you know it's 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 fun not divorce, but the game is fun, and <laughs> the, game, the, the game is pretty much fun. It's sort of set up to me like how like Disney and like Pixar movies are sort of like I'm getting like a DreamWorks vibe from this game, okay, from like the presentation. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, you know this it gets, is a- it, it gets uh it gets surprisingly dark sometimes. Like, I mean, not I mean, it, it, yeah, it starts with the divorce, so of course it gets dark, but like. Even when in the whimsical world of like the dolls and shit, like it gets still kind of fucked up. I can't wait till you, till you get to a particular point. I actually I just finished the game um, over this last week, 
and have to say still maintain that quality by the way i still think it's like a, a great fantastic game um but man there are some fucked up parts in here huh yeah, yeah. it's 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 wild we'll, we'll talk about it i'm okay. sure but it's funny too like there's a lot of like this humor yeah. in this game that gets <laughs> so it gets me get me me and her through the game and yeah it, it's I know, I know that she's she's enjoying the playthrough because our first night playing it, like we stayed up until like three playing it. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so where did you end? By the way, like where did you end your session? Um, are you talking about like where? Uh, like, where did you guys stop playing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we like there's, there's like this the space baboon that we just beat. Oh, that's my favorite level. That's my favorite. Oh, you did you beat him? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that's my favorite level. Now you understand the Portal 2 stuff that I was mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. I mean, what do you think of the overall game so far? He's like, you set you set it up, but where are you falling on this game right now? Oh, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, uh, just the presentation and just the story is sort of set up where like I'm invested in these characters. I'm invested in, in where it's going. Uh, the game itself isn't too difficult. Like it's, hmm. you know, I get... I guess for me, playing video games, like, and it, it, it sort of happened with us playing where I would come across a puzzle and, like, she's trying to figure it out. And I'm like, I'm instantly like, oh, we clearly have to, like, jump on this right. thing and clearly. Right. So, you know, there are points where I'll sort of, like, sit back and, like, let her piece, you know, together the puzzles just so, you know, just, just so she could get, like, the full effect of a game. Because, like, one of the worst things that you could do when playing a co-op game, whether it be with like friends or with like your significant other, is sort of like I don't know. Carry. Um, yeah, just just sort of carrying the team. And to me, I I feed off of energy. So if if you're playing the game and like you're in, if I if, if of course if I see that you're getting frustrated, like I'll like sort of like, hmm, I wonder what happens if like we do this, like. That, that type of thing. I just I want I want the experience to sort of feel organic. I don't want you to feel like mm-hmm. I need to play through it already, or that you know. I'm not gonna say I'm better than you, but <laughs> no, I completely understand what you're saying. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, because even like when I think about those huge multiplayer games, and you'll have like the group of friends that are like super hardcore. They'll beeline through a game to get mm-hmm. to the end game or whatever, and so you come along later, and they're like, "Yeah, we can join your team." But by the time you like, they already know everything that needs to be done. Like all the <laughs> right. all the magic is gone. Magic right. All the gone. wonder of like going through it because it's like <laughs> because of that, your playthrough is not going to be the same as theirs. Because right. exactly, because to, to me, like it's still fresh. I'm still, and what, that's something I actually like about it takes two. Is that there's along the journey, there are so many like interactables. There's so many like extra things to do, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. and it really feels organic. So like moving through an environment and sort of just messing around with things in an environment. Like that's, that's to me, that's fun. And seeing, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, my partner uh, messing around with stuff like that and, and seeing her enjoyment, like that's, mm-hmm. that's fun for me too. So yeah. Like right. if, 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 if you have the chance to like play a co-op game and you're playing a game and, and you're playing a game with someone that's like that, let them know, be like, Hey, yo, like this, you know, this is my first time playing the game. Like pull back a little bit. Like it's this game. I feel like teaches you like that type of communication because that's the type of uh, things that the characters are going through. Like they're going through a divorce and in the story, they are, you know, sort of relearning how to, you know, love each other, how to work with each other, how to become friends again. 
and all that stuff you could use in game to like get through the puzzles together because a lot of the puzzles in this game it, it takes communication i don't think this is a game that you can sort of pick up and, and that's why I'm, i don't think this game has like uh matchmaking i think you specifically it does, to, it does not yeah you specifically yeah. have to play with someone that you know and when doing that like you have to talk to the person like there's certain yeah we i think we had just went through like a area where and this happens like throughout the game where on her side of the screen because this game is like split screen and it's split screen in the fact where uh you know she could be in like a completely different like area of the room and i'm in a completely different area and things that we're doing affects like the other person so mm-hmm. uh sometimes like i'll have to like and it's, it's funny because i've done this a couple times i'll have to like peek over on her side to sort of see what she's doing and i'll look i'll do that for a couple seconds then look back on my screen and like i like ran off a cliff or like i died right. or something like that so <laughs> i don't know like it's, it's a good it's, it's also a good feeling just playing like a you know a co-op game a swiss screen co-op game again like it's yeah. uh it's not something that we really have the luxury of anymore and for this game to really emphasize like teamwork collaboration and all that i i could i could definitely see where all the praise came from yep yeah this this game is incredible i i don't think it's anything short of of phenomenal and like i know that sounds like a lot of praise for for this thing but i mean i feel like it takes two having just finished it it just it earns it i I don't think there was any one section in this game where i was just like ah wish i wasn't doing that um every every single every single segment and it's crazy that i can even say that because this game constantly constantly every 40 minutes is throwing something new at you it says oh yeah yeah, well you really liked this thing okay well too bad we're actually doing the other thing and that's okay because the next thing that you're doing is just as good as the last thing so you're never mad that like you're you've left the other thing that you just did so it's it's very cool there's, there's some there's some instances where like i sort of miss using like the the item of of that level uh Mm-hmm. and but no but you know you do bring up a good point like by the time like you're well into that next area they've already introduced like some sort of new mechanic that you're using in that area right. so yeah, yeah. You're, you're, const- you're constantly doing things in this game you're constantly you know moving learning collaborating yeah. like that's it's huge so yeah um it, this, it's, this is actually, it's a lot of points uh-huh I was going to say at a, at a lot of points, I'm just wondering, like, due to I'm literally not playing the same game that I started at with. Like, hmm. there are certain segments that you're doing where you're just like, dude, I'm fucking playing X. Like, I don't want to spoil it for people, but like, the, how did we get here? How did we get to this place? And that's just incredible. I can't think oh, of another game that's given me that feeling. And you know, it's funny, this, this scale of like what's going on also in the scale of mm-hmm. the world that you're in. It's hilarious because there are certain segments. Yeah. Uh, in certain parts of the game where like my girlfriend's literally saying, what the fuck is happening? Why is there so many things happening <laughs> on the screen right now? Uh, and it's just, yeah. it's funny. It's a blast. So this is, you know, this yeah. is something that if, um, I'd, I'd honestly recommend this to like anyone. Like this is like, yeah. if you, if someone's looking for like a game to play with someone, this is, this is the game I'm recommending. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so. Glad you're enjoying it, man. Yeah, so I think we'll probably finish this game just like on the, the pace that we've been going uh, the past couple of nights. I think we should be done by this weekend. 
Um, and like it, you know, I've, 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 like I said, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed Ratchet and Clank. Um, third time's charm? Nah, nah, we're breaking the combo. Um, my third game I want to talk about this week. I've, uh, I finished Outriders and, and promptly uninstalled it. Yes. And promptly, like, <laughs> it's, I've, I've uninstalled it. Guys, um, okay. Mm. Was it in a fit of rage? Just no, a sense of completion? What? More, not even completion. Um, more or less of like I see what they're doing with the game. I can. It's, it's this is like with the thing with like a lot of like these loot shooters or like these. And it's funny. This game isn't a uh, games as a service, but like the way it's it feels like we're gonna be getting content. It can sort of lead that way. Um, usually, like the like the first, like the initial, like you playing through the game and finishing the game, like it's sort of like sort of capped at that spot. You can keep playing if you're really hardcore about it, but you really don't have to. Um, then, of course, like you know, the company would like. I think they, the developers have said, if this game does well, we'll support it with DLC. Um, if Chris, I feel like. Wait, hello. Can you guys hear me? Okay, you cut out for a second there. Oh, okay. yeah, you were cutting out, but I think you're good now. Okay, cool. Um, if uh, I don't know, like I, I, I've gotten to the point where like I finished it and I just don't see myself like the the loop of playing this game wasn't enticing. Mm. I don't know if it was maybe the class I was playing and maybe that just didn't mesh well with like how I wanted to play the game. Um, but yeah, like this, this is something about this game that just like, if this game came out like, a, like maybe one or two years ago, I think I would have been a, in a different place to sort of like, like it a little bit more, hmm. but this game doesn't do enough to get me to like play this over destiny or to play this over division two, uh, Things that you aren't you aren't even playing right now. And, so. yeah, these, these aren't really games <laughs> I'm even playing right now. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then there's also been like a lot of issues, like in, like with the game itself. Um, I think people have had issues. I think either losing like weapons or characters or just like just stuff like that. I don't I don't want to deal with that heartbreak. I don't I don't want to deal with that. So yeah, no. Uh, you know, as I'm not gonna say I I hated my time with the game. But the game to me sort of ended in a wet fart, and hmm. <laughs> it sort of was like, "Yeah, this is it. <laughs> you can you can keep doing this, or and I was like, yeah, or I could uninstall you, or. just like yeah, just move on." And that's what I did. The, you know, the beauty out, of Game Pass, exactly. True. So shout out to shout out to Microsoft with Game Pass. Uh, saved me sixty well forty dollars. I think this game's like forty or fifty dollars. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. crap from 70. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, um, yeah, it is. And that's leading yeah, that's is. gonna lead into our next game. <laughs> but um yeah, so I, I know we've talked about our writers, we've we've given it like positive uh you know feedback yeah. in past episodes. Mm-hmm. So like with me saying what I'm saying now, don't think, oh wow, I don't need to play outriders. You know, this game is trash. No, I'm not saying that it's trash. I'm just saying that it's not a hundred hour game. You know how they say another man's trash is another man's treasure? So this, oh, game, this may be your treasure. Oh, boy. You still called it trash, though. 
<laughs> you did. Um, this game is sixty dollars. Just checked on Amazon. Oh, it's sixty. Okay. Yeah, it's it's sixty bucks. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe I, maybe I saw it on sale. I think that's probably what it was. Mm. It should be forty. Okay. <laughs> so. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so promptly on this. But play it, guys. Play Outriders. <laughs> it should be forty. If you I, have I Game Pass, go for it. If you have, yeah, if you have Game Pass, try it out. Yeah, so free bandwidth. Go for it. It's fine. All right. So the last game that we're going to talk about for our Watchmen playing is going to be a joint effort. All three of us have been playing this, and yep. it is. Uh, it's 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 funny because a lot of people have said, "Oh, this is like the first like next gen game, Godfall." Uh, Demon Souls. Demon Souls. <laughs> they have things to say. The Destruction Derby. Uh, they they all had things to say, but uh, so this is the first next gen game, Chris. You know, you know, it's funny because like <laughs> I caught myself saying that I was like, "Yo, I got to get this game." This is like the first PlayStation Five next gen mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I com- I completely fell into that trap. But we I think about, a lot of people did. We're gonna talk about Returnal, and uh, that's. How is a house mark? House mark. House mark I, yeah. think, I think it's house mark. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, house mark's right. latest uh, game. Uh, and this is first party. So, one first party. Is it first party? They, they're owned by Sony, right? Uh, I console don't know. Exclusive. Well, console exclusive. Yeah. It's safe to say this is console exclusive. This is only on the PlayStation 5. And I, hey, I don't want it. I, I, all right. So, just say what I, you want to say, Chris. Hey. Say what I, all right, this is what I want to say. Like, I think one of the biggest things that I sort of want to shout out about this game, because it's something in the past that I have I have shitted on and like talked down on every chance I've gotten. And this game is one of the well, it's the second game to make me be like, hmm, maybe this is actually like decent. And that's the controller. Like the dual sense. Okay. Wait, you're shaking your head. You're shaking your head. What, what did you think I was about to talk about? I was doing about roguelikes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I was not. I, well, I, that too. Yeah, that too. I, 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 I do be shitting on roguelikes. <laughs> it, I thought this was going in a vastly different direction, but okay. Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, I, I, I really want, I wanted to start this off by saying that this game is, it, it truly, to me, truly is using the dual sense in a way that, you know, it needs to I be guess used. It, it needs to be future. used. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Astrobot did that though. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. This is the second yeah. game that's really done it. Oh, but, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, like sort of like <clears throat> sort of sitting here with the game and like realizing all of like the the detail yep. that's like put into this controller. It really makes me appreciate playing this game on PlayStation Five. I really noticed this when. I think earlier in the week, I was at my girlfriend's and I was using remote play on my phone, of course, with the backbone controller. And I was really missing <laughs> using the dual sense. Mm. I, you know, he, like having like diff, feeling different rumbles, like when you're in certain uh, environments. Um, there's a couple of cool things that they do where, uh, which I think this, this was like the coolest is that when you're aiming down sights, most games you hold the trigger all the way to aim down sights. This game is different. Instead of holding it all the way down, you hold it halfway and like it gives you like that, like you could feel it like being pulled halfway. And right. that's to aim down the sights. When you pull it down all the way, that's like you going into your alt fire mode, which 
I can't even think of like another game that really does something like this. Mm-hmm. So to like use this on, you know, the, like using the dual sense, but then going to like my phone and using it through remote play, um, it was just, it was sort of just night and day. Like it, it like I, but you're still able to do that with like your backbone controller because the, you know the the triggers you know are like what's it not haptic like there's like a adaptive trigger adaptive yeah yeah uh so you know luckily like i was able to still use that but yeah like just the small things of you know when your alt fire uh is ready to be used like the controller will like like ring it'll make a sound uh all things that you know sony like is pumping into the tech and like two or three years from now like majority of like majority of the developers don't really end up using so to see how smart do this in this game like i i hope that other developers sort of see this and put this into their own games but that was sort of like like my preference even talk even before even talking about the game uh on a technical level i wanted to just shout out the controller and just like yeah me like sort of getting someone like me who has like i said repeatedly you know, trash the controller since launch. Like I really specifically, specifically the, the, yes, I was about to say you have not been a fan. In fact, you've gone so far to say you turn off the the features for that. Mm -hmm. uh, I normally like that's even before the game even starts. I'm like, I'm just going to turn it off. I thought mm-hmm. about you too. Like when I was playing this game, I was like, Oh, these triggers, like they're really using these triggers. Yeah. Chris is, will fucking hate this, but yeah. I mean, not really. no. Give me yeah. the option to. Like, no, they, they, they do. But and I was like, you know what? Like I, I'll, at this point, I'll at least try it. And I guess I, I guess at this point I can sort of go back to the games. I, I didn't even try it. So like Borderlands, I think added a feature <laughs> for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Borderlands is okay. It's okay. Yeah. I it's not, turn it off it's not this good. Oh it's no! Okay, yeah, though. I'm sure. I'm sure. And like Call of Duty, like I immediately turned it off on that. But yeah, like this, that's just something that like really stood out to me. Um, even before right. even talking about just the game itself, yeah. which you know, uh, you know, we sort of said it before. This is a you know roguelike. This is a third person shooter roguelike that. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'd say rogue light. I would. I probably say light. it's a light. I think it bounces yeah. between the two. Yeah. Well, because like rogue for maybe people who don't know, rogue like is like when you you start a run and you lose everything. There is no progression saved. There's nothing that is saved. You are starting the game from the very beginning every time. A rogue light is something like Hades Returnal. I would say mostly Hades since most people have played that. Um, where you are retaining some degree of progression if not level progression then a leveling system like Mm -hmm. not levels as in locations but like a literal your personal progression you get to keep certain uh power-ups that you may find that's that's the key difference there Mm -hmm. okay but yeah like you're all right so you're playing as a uh, a astronaut who finds herself crash landing on a planet and is it's essentially Grand, Grand Hogs Day. Every time she dies, she <laughs> starts right back where she started, crashing onto the planet. Um, she's and like in these sequences, uh, which every time you start a run, it's sort of like a variation of the same sequence. Um, it's you know you crashing, you seeing an astronaut, you seeing like some sort of like trippy thing on the screen and then like you waking up next to your ship or in your ship and starting your run um 
I am three levels in right now. Uh, three, biome three. three. Yeah, I'm in biome three, and okay. you know this this game also is sort of like a Metroidvania, where uh, as you progress through the game, you'll you know defeat bosses and receive an item that will give you access to like other areas and other biomes. So. You know, I think that's pretty cool. I think that there's, you know, I'll just sort of start it off because, you know, you guys haven't said anything yet, but um, I'll start off by just saying I really like this game. I I am enjoying my game and this, this game so far. But <laughs> what about you guys? What about you, James? I definitely want to echo your sentiments on the dual sense. There have been many, like multiple times in my sessions where I've just like stopped and just let things happen on the controller. Like enjoy the rain, step underneath the shelter, feel the rain stop, but feel the footsteps, and then the rumble of my my gun reminding me, oh my, um, oh it's fires off cooldown. That's super cool. But also from just like a visual standpoint, I like to shout out them using that um the PlayStation dust from their um from like the reveals as the teleportation mechanism. Like it's those same hmm. little blue balls that they were showing hmm. in the beginning, like reveal trailers. And that's like she disperses into the balls and like flies off. That teleportation is so cool. I love I that effect. I did not notice that. I did think that was a cool effect. I didn't. I didn't take the idea away that it was for like from the Sony thing. That's interesting, huh? So I don't know if okay. Sony saw that and was like, you know, we could use this <laughs> or what. <laughs> right. But right. that's that's really dope. They've always been about pushing the uh, the console to its limits, and just like the the particle effects on that are really cool. But um. From a gameplay perspective, I'm on the second biome. Um, still, I guess, getting my head wrapped around how the game is supposed to flow. And mm, it's, okay. it's nice because I feel like those moments are like, oh, I get it. Um, I do like a really nice dodge or like I feel something coming after me behind me and I just like juke out of the way. And then there's other moments where I walk into a room and I get immediately folded. Like, <laughs> don't don't press go. Do not collect $200. You're dead. Runs over and that's usually something that's frustrating for me, but this game, I think, has the right amount of of quickness and atmosphere and intrigue that, like, I don't feel bad for failing. Hmm. And that's a nice feeling to have in a game like this built around you dying. Like, I think about the Dark Souls franchise and the Soulsborne games in general. Never hmm. really been appealed, like, never been appealing. It's like, you're going to die, James. Just get used to it. You're, you're going to be bad. <laughs> like at this game um but i feel like returnal puts enough control in my hands for me to be like i'm down with that i feel like if i screw up i know where i screwed up and that push to get better and to understand her movement and how the guns work and have that uh the precision to not go in the alt fire when that's when i aim down sights or even find like restful violence on aiming down sights in order to stay mobile that kind of thing it's been a really fun balancing act so I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be standing alone here then. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Do it. Uh, so I mean, I mean, well, let me start by saying I don't dislike this game. I, I don't. I don't dislike this game at all. I actually think it's it's quite good, um, and, but it has a lot of big problems to me. And it has a lot of big problems that I, it makes it hard for me to just effusively praise this game. Like, I feel like it can be praise in some areas. So I want to start off with the things that I like here. Uh, So I really love the atmosphere 
of this game. Like, I think that it nails that pretty much from the jump. Um, and I am also in Biome 3, Chris, so I'm, I'm up there with you. Um, I've only given it a couple of attempts and I really wasn't even trying all that hard, to be honest. Like when I was there, I was just kind of playing around and just seeing what was what. Um, so I haven't given it like a, a true run yet. Oh, you're, but, you're, um, you're already better than me. Like <laughs> you're not even trying. I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing. So something about that, well, we could talk about that later too, uh, because it was not difficult at all for me to get to biome three. Like I actually thought that like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like what? Like I thought something was wrong with me <laughs> or like when I'm, I'm just running through these areas and like I went, I beat biome two in one try, basically. Like I didn't die in biome two. Um, but we can talk about that later because I, that kind of plays into another something I also want to talk about, but, but yes, things I like love this atmosphere. Um, I, I think that the, the, peripheral world building is solid like you know i've read i've read some of the chip logs um i think all that stuff is is cool it has that very aliens uh prometheus type vibe i would say more so prometheus i mean it's in the same universe but um it definitely gives me that with like this sentient planet um that's like really creepy um and ominous like at around every single corner mm-hmm. uh, i i do like that um I also just like the way this game feels. It feels good. I mean, I think you guys have talked about this enough at this point, but I mean, this game feels good in your hands, like with the controller specifically. I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the DualSense. I said that from day one. Like, I think that this controller is fantastic. Might be my favorite PlayStation controller yet. Probably my favorite of all three of the consoles. Um, and I can't, and I don't know if I've ever said that a PlayStation controller has been my favorite, like of a gen. It, I'm not like a PlayStation controller dude i've always preferred like nintendo or microsoft controllers like i just they just feel right in my hand mm-hmm. um playstation or sony controllers just never really have but DualSense does the ergonomics is, is, is great i love the adaptive triggers or at least the concept of them um i love those from jump and the rumble feature the haptic feedback is just mm, chef, chef's kiss just great um and this game utilizes it wonderfully i think celine moves fantastically like she's she just feels so nimble quick i love the dash it, it i feel like you uh you're able to use the dash just well enough to where there's enough skill in the run that you're doing like it never feels like when i fuck up like well mostly if i fuck up it's like all right it's not like if i'm engaged directly in combat and i i've lost or i'm close to losing it's because i've done something wrong like in house mark is is it's an arcade studio a lot of people forget that like they made De- uh detonation uh superstar as hd rezo gun like these are the type of games like that they trade in these these kind of putting your coin 25 cents a play like one run like this sort of game is like an evolution of that concept that experience uh that you know, I, I think it's, it's just right. It feels like that kind of kind of arcadey experience. So a roguelite is is a good fit for them. Um, so that kind of gets into what my a lot of my problems are. Like I like the bones of this game. I don't think it's a very good roguelite uh, for a few reasons. So number one, the big issue, and I think the one that most people talk about, is the safe state or the lack thereof. That is a gigantic problem for me like i am the type of person who and i'm speaking personally here for some this may not be a big deal but runs are fucking long in this game like they can be very long and i can't 
say like I can't know in advance a lot of times. Like sometimes I can dedicate three to four hours in a row to something like on a weekend or something. I can, I could do that or like late on a weeknight or whatever. Like I can I can maybe do that, but I can't most of the time, like 90 percent of the time, I can't guarantee that, um, which means that I would be putting my console in rest mode, which if you haven't heard already, uh, have that's already created problems. So if you have games that are auto saving, um, or up your console set to auto save or auto update, if there are patches coming through, your game will close. Your application will close. That's already happened with Housemark. Um, in fact, Housemark had to pull out of a patch that they released earlier this week, as of this recording, um, because it was actually wrecking people save games, not just like deleting the application and and making it so they can't play anymore, but just absolutely corrupting the data. And people had to like lose dozens of hours uh, on their runs. So oh. I, I don't think like that's a good thing. I mean, even looking more granularly into the run itself, I'm just not a fan of having to like, I like having to put in multiple hours in a row. Like I'm, I, I'm the type of person where I'll get an invite for a game in the middle of whatever it is I'm, that I'm doing. And it's like, ah, man, I want to jump in. But a lot of times, like, I can't, I can't actually end my run because then I'm, I'm wrecking it. I'm wrecking that run. And I've already run across, I've had the game for like barely a week now. And that's already happened like two or three times hmm. where like, I, I need to stop what I'm doing. I need to leave the game or leave the console and I can't actually stop what I'm doing. And also, I don't think it's a good idea to say, because in the game itself, Housemark does tell you, hey, you might want to use rest mode if you need to stop playing. And I don't think that's a good solution at all because you're asking people to have a low powered system constantly running in your house. And some people can't do that. Some people don't want to use the energy. They don't want to use the electricity and the and, and their bill uh, cause their bill to go higher. Like some people don't want to do that. And I don't think that that's a viable solution. Uh, or an appropriate one. I hear. So I, hear, I heard that. Mm-hmm. I, I remember reading that, and I was like, "Damn!" It's sort of like the the comment. All people have. Everyone has phones now, right? Remember with uh, Diablo, <laughs> right? Everyone right. Has, yeah. Everyone, yeah. Has yeah. Mobile, everyone has mobile phones. Why are you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Housemark hasn't been like out there justifying it. They have been like, hey, yeah, we hear you. I do think that something will come eventually because it's such a big problem with with a, uh, with a lot of people right now. Um, and, and I'm one of those people who's affected by it, not just because and I don't put my console in rest mode ever. Like I never do that. Um, it, the only time it goes in rest mode is if like I, I have forgotten to turn it off for some reason. But I never intentionally do that because I, you know, I am conscious of like energy bills, all that stuff. I don't want to just leave this machine constantly running, generating heat and shit. So I, I, I don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just not really an option for me. Um, that's one problem I have. Another problem, uh, a, a big one really is directly into that roguelike element. I don't think that this game is varied enough. I never feel like my runs are entirely skill-based. I feel like I just get lucky. (laughs) I just get insanely lucky with the drops that I have. And that actually plays into um, the fact that there are items that you're gated from depending on your progress. When you look at a game like Hades, you're never, and I'm going to bring up Hades a lot probably, and I know that's really annoying. It's kind of annoying to me, but it's the most recent one of these that, and the most common one that I, I can bring up. So I'm, I'm going to be making a lot of comparisons. But with Hades, you're never gated from using certain things. That you Now, the weapons that you accumulate, you get over various runs because you cre- you uh, generate a currency over various runs, whether you're successful or you're, you fail. 
in Returnal, you're not able to get certain items that make traversal or your combat easier to handle or or at least like better in some way until you get to a certain bio. Uh, and I feel like there's for me personally, that doesn't really work for me. I think that that's actually kind of lame that they do that. Um, and, and, and in turn, what that does is make each subsequent run kind of a slog and almost more of the same. So like I've run through, I've done a decent number of runs. I think I'm at like 10 hours or so at this point. Um, and I, I don't feel like I'm like any of my runs are all that different from each other. It's like, I kind of know the weapons I'm going for. And if I don't get them, then fuck it. I don't get them. And then my run is kind of just shit or it's like pretty good. And I should keep going with it. Like I'll have a God tier run at some point. And like I did uh, on one where I just blasted through biome one and then two again, didn't even like, didn't even lose on biome two. I, I just like, killed the dude in one shot because I had an ultra powerful shotgun. I had my proficiency up to like 10 or 11 or something. Mm. And like, just basically was one shotting rooms. And it was because I got lucky. I got luck of the draw and it wasn't anything that I particularly did. I didn't feel better as a player. My luck just came in handy there. Um, And I think that's fine to have luck in roguelites. That's, that's part of the experience, but I feel like that's so integral to the runs that I personally have that it just doesn't like when i finish returnal like when i with hades like i was i practically had to peel myself off of that game like when i had to like stop playing um but with returnal when i finish a run i go i guess that's that i'm i I don't have time for another one like i I don't know like i feel exhausted like i feel like i just ran like five miles Mm. and i don't want to like keep going with it because i i already kind of know what the grind is at that point like what I need to be looking for. And if I don't get it, then shit, I need to just toss this run, start over. And then hopefully the next one is better. And again, it just kind of takes away control and agency uh, from myself. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't want to dominate the conversation, but that's kind of where I'm at. So you you had, yeah, you had said, um, I think, what did you say? You said something about, uh, I think it was when, Okay, the part about like getting items uh, based on like the story and sort of like that whole flow state mm-hmm. of what's going on. To right. me, that's part of the narrative. That's part of like to me, that's sort of like part of the story. And I don't know if it's because like I like invested like my my mindset is like invested into that. So like that's how I like that's that's the way I see it. The way the way I see this game is narratively, I feel like you know it's Groundhog's Day. Like you're repeating the same thing over and over again. Um, but of course, like you're retaining like that same, all right, you know, I've, I've done this already, um, or this has happened before, or, you know, this game is, you know, it's procedurally generated, but there's certain rooms where when you see the room, you, 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 know, you already know, is, right. Exactly. But, um, to me, like, I think that's sort of like, it sort of adds into just, it's just the whole narrative of the game of, mm. uh, like getting to a boss, getting something from the boss and like being able to go back to like another area and access more of like the world. So I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm, I've been like feeding for like a Metroid game for, for a minute, but uh, I actually, I don't really have a problem with them doing that. I actually want to like, once people start getting really good at the game, I want to see someone with like a fresh save file do a speed run. Because of course, like if you've beaten, if you beat the game, and you have like all of these abilities from jump and you'll sort of see that the further along you get into the game that 
these new items will pretty much give you like a short shortcut to not having to act, like go through like another biome. Um, another thing that they, they do in this game is that, which is different from other roguelites or roguelikes, um, is that the bosses, you don't have to keep fighting them. Once you, once you beat a boss, like, unless you, like, I, I, yeah, unless you really want to go back and like fight him again, like it's, it's not needed for the narrative. Well, yeah, but you do have to grind at least a little bit. You can skip ahead, but if you do that, and, the only thing that you're getting is mm-hmm. that was my problem for the longest is that so, I was doing so, that. I was, yeah, <laughs> and I think that's just how these games are played is that you, you do have to sort of grind a little bit mm-hmm. to sort of pile yourself up before you sort of go back into, you know, uh, trying to get through the game. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just, uh, to me, that's, that's, that's all been like part of the package. Hmm. I, yeah, I feel like it's been I kind guess. of a, uh, oh, go ahead, I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. on, on both of those things. I do understand what you're saying, Chris, about it being like part of the narrative and stuff. But as somebody who is experiencing the first two biomes over and over again at this point mm-hmm. in time, knowing mm-hmm. that I get to this room, it's like, oh, there's that, thing i can't interact with again and then i'm mm. getting secret rooms that are like oh boy I, I bet you that could help me if only i could reach it exactly but I it's could. like it's like the, the, the game is gating your progression almost mm-hmm. like you know and i'm not even saying like that's a that's a major <laughs> criticism of mine if, if anything it's maybe more along the lines of a nitpick but it is something that i think kind of sucks I, but like I, but I, some so I, I feel like, like james yeah. your specific situation and being uh on volume two mm-hmm. from from what i experienced in biome three you don't. You're not gonna. You're not. The, you're not gonna have problems with that anymore. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. And that's. And I know that's super vague, but mm-hmm. it, I think just the way the game is designed. Like I said, you don't have to fight these bosses again. And once you get these items, now you sort of sort of you know shortcut your way through it. So mm-hmm. I just want to see how like the other biomes play off of that. And the, I think the only other thing is that I feel like it is almost a little too luck based. When it comes to like my gear and stuff, if we're going to go back to the Hades argument, of course, there was the aspect of luck of like which boons you're going to get and right. like what um what a, what abilities you'll have for you for that run. Right. But I knew I could at least depend on like my base weapon. Exactly. Like you had a base skill set that you were already at and it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to fucking suck. Oh, I got like Zeus. Fuck. I mean, I needed Athena to win. Mm-hmm. No, it's not like that. Whereas Returnal, I think, has a bit more more of of that those elements right like what artifacts am i getting and, and some artifacts are completely fucking useless that's the probably other thing power-ups mm-hmm. and yeah. i like the whole malignant system that sounds cool but i think the frequency right. of those is a little too high it's too high because i'm not even interacting with half of the items because mm-hmm. it's not worth exactly. the trade-off exactly exactly you might as well just save up your currency go buy whatever you want at the store which likely has an astronaut figure which you should probably get mm-hmm. and that's it like um i'm with you on that for chris or james i want you to make sure that you're finishing your point i have something i wanted to t- tell chris real quick oh. but i'm just saying like there there's a lot of good and there's a lot of like questionable design choices in this game um mm. I feel like there is a, a possibility for them to do things like add in that save state feature, which would be nice. I didn't think about that, Roddy. That makes a whole lot of sense. And it's not something mm. that you'd have to worry about if you were on, like, say, an Xbox because you have quick resume. Th- thank you. I was, like, literally going, like, why the fuck couldn't this be an Xbox game? This wouldn't be a problem. This wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can abandon your run, but, like, yeah. 
again, see, it's 2021. Like, why not like, have I, that ability? I, I, right. I understand that, like, all right, I'm having, like, this really good run. Oh, shoot. Now I have to, like, uh, you know, I have to run out and go do something. Because we're all adults. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we, we don't have, like, you know, we can't spend, like, all day, you know, playing these games. So, like, I do agree with you guys that the save state issue, um, them trying to, like, rely on rest mode, that that, that is a problem. That's something that, you know, that that's, that's something that, you know, and it's clear because everyone feels the same way about it. But at the end of the day, I think just the way that I'm playing this game, I don't mind, like, if I have to jump to, jump to another game. Like, the, for example, the other night, I'm, I'm in the middle of the run, and then my girlfriend, uh, you know, gets home and she's like, uh, all right, I'm ready to play this game. And I was like, oh, <laughs> um, all right, cool. So... I like, you know, I really wish this was on Xbox because the issue of, all right, I can just pause it, jump into, you know, another game and I'll be, be fine. But, you know, I had to give up that run and, you know, jump into, you know, it takes two. But I, I never feel like, you know, oh, I can never have a run like that again. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I just, I, to, to me, like, I'm already sold on like, this is just how the game is. Hmm. That it's it is not like a deal breaker for me. I feel like that's just not an excuse though. Like that's just not an excuse to wait, not have something like. So, wait, you're talking about the safe state? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I agree with you with the safe state. Okay. Yeah, that's something I agree with you on. But like, um, I don't know. Like, just the thought of like just you know sort of ending your run. Like they give you the options to just end your run in the in the pause menu. So mm-hmm. I think it's like I think like that's just a design choice. Whether or not it's a design choice that like makes sense or that. You know, people really agree with that's neither here nor there. But I, I'm, I don't personally have a problem with it. I don't have a problem just you know quitting out my run. I had, I had a run go over an uh, over an hour. I think I was like close to the end of Vile One, very early, like in my life with this game, and um, and I didn't get like many augmentations that were permanent or or any any permanent things actually. And I had a system crash. And that felt shitty. That was I was actually pissed. I was really close to putting this game on ice at that point because I was like, I, I it, did, it felt like my hour was wasted. And I feel like you never want your players to feel that. Mm-hmm. You never want your players to feel like they've invested their like their time into it. Like, and I mean, so, the grand wait, scheme. So can I can ahead. I ask you this? Yep. Is that do you feel that after like having that run that like that was an hour long? Did like your next run? Did it take you another hour to get to that point? Or uh, yeah, you- yeah. Wait, yeah, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. No, Damn. all my runs are long as fuck. Like when I sit down to play this game, I'm literally like, okay, I have an hour, an hour and a half. Let's see how far I can get. Damn, like, I'm, that's, I'm not playing. And that's, because, and that's true because you said you, you don't put your, your system in rest mode. So mm-hmm. I don't put it in rest mode. I, I feel right. like with... Damn. Okay. I can I can see I can see like the like your specific frustration. You're all like that with Nintendo with, life. Yeah, right? yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there were no memory cards. PS1, PS2. Well, I mean, games. That's what well, I, I mean, the thing, the thing is, like, I play other games. That like, is I, you know, I'm, I'm playing other things than Returnal. So, like, you know, I frequently play Warzone with my friends. So when I get like invitation invitations to go play other games, like I can't do that. And I gotta be like, hey guys, uh, can you give me like fucking an hour or whatever. <laughs> Go download uh, the update. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But like, so I was gonna say, but my my I guess my point to that though is that each each of my runs, I feel like I'm learning something to then make that next subsequent run be sh- shorter in the sense where like I could get to that point 
much quicker than I did before. So mm. I am not learning that lesson. Like the one, the, and I'll talk specifically to the run that I had where it crashed on me. Like I, I there was nothing that I, I didn't gain any significant knowledge about that. In fact, I had a fucking great run. That's actually part of the reason what, uh, why it pissed me off so much because I was having a great run. I was actually really, really ready to take on the boss. I had like 175% integrity or some shit like that. It was going crazy. Um, I had high proficiency. Um, I was almost one-shotting everything. It was great. Um, and then it just crashed randomly. And I was like, oh, mm. motherfucker. And and yeah. it was like, I, I I went to the very beginning and I was like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to play this. Like, I don't want to play this anymore. Um, and that was really irritating. And I should never feel like that with with a game. Um, I should want to be like, oh man, let me give it another shot. Like how you feel, Chris, at the end of your runs. Like that's how I want to feel. But I just don't mm-hmm. at the end of every maybe, eternal. Maybe run. it's too good for the game, damn it. Maybe that's why. No, I, I don't know. I will say, I, I mean, I don't know about that, but I do know that like no, I, I did. And, and, and I say that as in like skill-wise because uh, I, 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 I was, was going to say to the point of like I was watching um, like, you know, people talk about this like on YouTube yeah. and uh, like just reviews and stuff and like a lot of reviewers and fuck y'all y'all like oh like this game is so easy like uh i i finished this game with like you know this certain amount of deaths and like i far surpassed these numbers <laughs> i'm seeing um yeah. it's to the point where like i don't know if you guys noticed but if you're playing this game um like there's like an online aspect where for some reason like i've been getting like, notifications about like other people playing the game like, this is like the only game that's been doing this to me where it's like, oh, so, uh, such and such is in like a certain area. And like, I don't, I'm like, I read it. I'm like, I don't care what the fuck does this mean? Mm. It wasn't until like the other day, uh, shout out, shout out to you, shout out to the base squad, shout out to Kier. He was like, you know, we were talking about the game for a little bit. And um, I don't know why, what came up. We were talking about like those notifications. And he brought, up, he brought up the point that I think those notifications are like notifications on when like people die or something like that. So to all my friends on my friends list, I am sorry you had to get all those notifications from the game because <laughs> goddamn, I'd be going through it sometimes. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Um, this isn't a bad game. Like it's not bad. And I don't want to make it seem like I think it's bad because I don't, I just, I don't think that this is like God's gift to, to Earth. Oh, like, no. And I think yeah. I'm not saying you guys are saying that I just, there's a lot of like hype around this game. I'm seeing, I'm just seeing a lot of like, oh, this game's fucking great, and I love that people love it. I love when people love things. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, but I just think that it has a lot of like glaring problems that are being overlooked right now because this is like the new shiny PS5 thing where we don't have a lot of new shiny PS5 things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's and a lot of people I think are playing this game, which honestly I love that Housemark has this kind of shine because I'm a huge fan of the studio. Resogun is one of my favorite PS4 games. Um, alongside like Bloodborne and shit. I fucking love that game. And I love that they're getting attention like this. Um, but I do think a lot of people are trying it out because there's nothing else to really play right now. Um, and a lot of people are getting frustrated and disappointed and not really understanding what kind of game this actually is um, until they get it for $70, which I think is a lot of fucking money. <laughs> but apparently that's um, the standard now, right? Yep, that's the standard. Ratchet and Clank will be 70. Demon Souls was 70. Um, I think Spider-Man 2, whenever that comes out, will be 70. Every first-party Sony game, I think, will be 70. I'll pay 70 for um, that. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's a it's a lot of money. Like by the time, If I buy this game in a store, it's like 75 bucks almost with tax. So, ouch. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, 
it's, it's, that's a hard pill to swallow. Like I, I hesitated on getting this for that, but I was like, I fucking love house Mark. Let's just see what, what's happening. Um, so I bit the bullet and got it, but yeah, uh, it, it's good. I think this is a, a good game marred by some really glaring, obvious problems. Um, I'm going to keep going with it though. And you know, we'll see what happens once I keep going through biomes, but I'm, I'm taking it really slow. It, this isn't a game like I'm hooked on right now. Like I'm, I'm taking it pretty slow. <laughs> Well, all right. I feel like that is pretty much all of our thoughts on Eternal. Returnal? Yeah. 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 Um, I so where where are you guys at right now? Do you feel like this will be a game that um I guess you're gonna sit all the way through or are you gonna cause it's like for me, I've already established that uh I could play like I, I'm okay with like how it's structured where I don't mind like if I have to stop playing in the middle of a run and to play another game like as much as it would be great to like and i'm not saying i i don't want safe states like please do please update the game so we get safe states but to, to i'm just saying i think to me i i, I don't even say i haven't been burned but it hasn't bothered me but i do hear where like people are frustrated because it's, it can be frustrating to to lose to lose all that progress so um yeah we'll definitely see where you know things goes um Housemark did put out a patch today to sort of fix, you know, the issues that uh, people were having with the corrupted saves. So it already shows that they, they you know, they're, they're on it. And like, yeah. hopefully we'll, we'll see like a big update where we'll see, you know, maybe um, them work with like how luck is. In this game. But I don't know. I feel like luck is always going to be there in this game. So mm-hmm. uh, they definitely do fix safe states. Um, and like I said, I really want to see uh, what they do like what people like just content creators people that do speed runs i want to see how fast someone can beat this game from like cold boot like mm-hmm. fresh save mm-hmm. because that's 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 i guess that's truly you know the testament to sort of see like i guess there's nothing most roguelikes you can sort of speed run through right yeah, yeah sure. this one i think because because of how it's like you know you have to sort of go through these bosses you have to you know collect some of these items um because you can't you can't sort of like if you know how to get to biome three you you, you don't have access to it because you'll need item you'll need like keys and stuff like that to get to those parts so yeah uh we'll definitely talk about this in the future but uh let's go ahead and talk about the news for the week uh the biggest uh, thing that we wanted to talk about this episode was the big Epic versus Apple case because um, you know it's it's still like early on, but we're you know receiving some pretty interesting information from it. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, Epic and uh, Apple have sort of gone back and forth to the point where um, they Apple took uh, Fortnite off of the. Uh, Apple Store, which I think to this point is it's right. is still off of. You can't play Fortnite on Apple products, right? I don't think you can, right? And the yeah. reason the catalyst for that was because uh, Epic put their own payment processor on Fortnite, which you can't do. Apple has rules uh, that that they can't do that. They need that cut, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I've sort of like been in the background with other things that i've been doing um so like i i don't have like the full like spread on the story so rod Mm. uh, can you sort of like give us like the cliff notes on what's been revealed this past week yeah um 
a lot of things actually. So some of the big, the big items here that were discussed, I would say maybe one of the bigger ones was that the free games were all released in terms of like their numbers, like what they did um, for like the publisher. So it was like whoever sold the game. Um, so like Oxen Free, for example, would be Night School when they actually started selling it, which would be like, I think, March 21st, 2019 for them uh, on the for like for the free month and how many how many they sold. So, for instance, they sold like, well, quote unquote sold. They downloaded 2.3 million copies over 2.3 million. Um, they bought they bought it for 200 and then uh, 200,000. Uh, and how many accounts were created for that? So, and, and how much Epic recoup in terms of like costs for that? Like how much did it cost them? Uh, so for instance, Oxenfree net, it net 5% new accounts to Epic. And so all of that was leaked. And so you could see the list of games from, I want to say all of 2019, or at least like most of 2019 um, here and seeing like just, true transparency um that combined with like what happened in terms of the store itself like activity where we could see trends as far as far as where the store went um daily revenue for the epic game store not looking very good honestly the highest point being like the borderlands 3 launch in september uh where it hit what was it like uh 15 million in in revenue um so yeah i don't know not good (laughs) basically i think it was like also a stat revealed that it was like seven percent of people purchase an additional game like when they downloaded or after they have downloaded a game um also not super good not great numbers i want to i want to know what um is, are they basing that off of like the free games that they're giving or like, cause they also do the coupon thing where when you download a free game during like a certain time period, they would give you like a, like a $10 off coupon that you would, yeah. it, the game for it to work, it has to at least be like $15. So essentially you could get a $15 game for $5. And hmm. um, like they just, every time you would buy stuff, they would keep giving you this coupon. So I just I sort of want to see the numbers for that too because like I bought a couple of games because of that coupon. I remember that. Yeah, Those are pretty. Solid I don't know how. Them. I'm not sure how they're uh, basing it, but it, it was my understanding that it was it was based outside of like the free the game. So okay. like the coupons might have been rolled in there. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure on that one. Um, yeah, so a lot of numbers like that were revealed. Um, we also heard that about the PlayStation clause, which you know is still kind of developing uh, a little bit. But um, there was Epic talked about how uh, Sony had a clause in their their store where or in their contract with crossplay titles. So where if engagement was above eighty five percent on PlayStation consoles for like the environment in total then they didn't, the developers did not have to pay a fee. If it was below that, they did have to pay a specific fee. Um, I don't know what the math breakdown of that was, but apparently it was different for every company as well. So they, the idea was that they were literally charging for crossplay. Um, again, uh, accounting for lost revenue is what their Sony's argument was. 
Um, because the idea is that if I have Fortnite on PlayStation, Xbox and Switch, you know, if I don't, if I only spend money on Switch, I'm not spending money on the Microsoft or Sony store, at which point they don't get a cut. Anytime you purchase anything, any product on a proprietary software store, they're getting a certain percentage of that. And if you do not purchase from the PlayStation, the PlayStation seeing none of it, but they may see like your engagement numbers in general, like you playing on PlayStation, you're basically doing it for free um, instead of spending money on their platform and mm-hmm. them accruing from it. That's just, uh, you so know, this, that was, I was going to say, yeah. this lawsuit just shows like as much as people think that, you know, gaming is, it's just a kid's thing. It's just, uh, you know, some kid with a helicopter hat, just like sitting there, just playing video games for hours on end. Um, this, this is a business. This is a billion dollar industry. Yeah, um, they're not playing I'm also, anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm also looking at, there's like this, uh, picture of the average monthly Fortnite gross revenue from January 2019 to July 2020. And holy shit, these numbers per month, per console, or per uh, uh, platform, you have $148 million per month from PlayStation. There's $82 million from Xbox, $40 million from Switch, $27 from PC, $23 million from iOS, and $2.4 from Android. Per month, and you can't even get it on iOS anymore. That's wild. Well, this was um, from that time period, so I think after, yeah. So I think after July, I think that's when they took it off. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're arguing for they're arguing for you know the future of of the the distribution model, like the financial model specifically in the mobile market. Like that's that's a lot of what what is at stake for Epic and Apple right now. Um, if Epic were to win, which it's, it's expected, no matter what happens, it's expected to be appealed. Um, so it probably nothing will happen for a while. Um, but if, if the Epic were to win then, or was to win, then it, it would, the speculation is that it would cause some sort of shift um, with, how like walled gardens essentially are uh potentially the that pc gamer has a pretty good article about this they say that you know um it may force microsoft and sony to open up xboxes and playstations to all software letting anyone bypass their official stores uh so that could be interesting um you would have people selling directly to you kind of what we have now or similarly but you could bypass playstation and microsoft uh directly potentially um, which hmm, that would be fascinating in that point. So like they, they would have to incentivize their own stores at that point so that you don't go spend money on their own proprietary software, um, which I don't know how you do that really. Cause right now everything funnels through those hardware. If you go through like overwatch, for instance, you go to buy loot boxes, it's you're buying it through the PlayStation store. Mm. You're not buying it directly from blizzard. So yeah, there's a lot more at stake than like Epic or Apple is Fortnite going back on the store. Like that's part of it, but it's not that that's not really it's deeper than uh, that. What, what, right. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's I crazy think, times. Yeah, it's crazy times. Um, I feel like this is going to set precedent. Uh, this is going to change some stuff and sort of, I don't know. I 
don't, it's it's just interesting seeing like these numbers being exposed. It's crazy. It's crazy to see how much money yeah. that Fortnite brings into Epic. Holy shit! I'm so stuck on yeah. that. That's a lot of money per month. A month. But I mean, it's a it's Epic, it's a lot of money. Epic. Can I have some money? <laughs> Can you say it's a lot of something? God. It's a, it's a it's a lot of money, but like it's almost more egregious to me that like we're seeing the back end of things that Epic never intended to show the public at all, um, and they have to because of this this case. Um, and and that's like their engagement with the Epic platform. Like, how well is it doing? Turns out maybe not great. <laughs> um, the free game model, I think you can kind of see. I don't want to say the flaws of that, but it's not really fostering people to like play on the Epic platform. Really not necessarily people are just getting free games and kind of just closing the app and not dealing with the store itself. Josie. So that is not right. And then that's not really proving to be super effective and maintaining like a consistent player base. So what do you think needs to be done for them to do that? Uh, Valve fucking up royally, I guess. I don't know. Mm. I just think that there's too much minds mind share with with Valve and Steam right now. They have too much of it. They've had it for for a long time. I, I just don't see people peeling off of Steam for any significant reason. I just don't. Um, I'm so glad my mind know. doesn't work that way. I don't. I could give a damn what fucking icon I click on to play a game. Mm. Like I'm still playing yeah. it on my PC. Like why does it matter? Yeah, I agree with you. I, st- I still hear those arguments from like grown people. Like they will say like, oh, I'm not downloading this and this and this because I just don't like, I don't want to have two applications running or whatever. And it's not that big of a deal, I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah, it's wild. Damn. That's, yeah. So, you know, this this is a, uh, this is a case that's, you know, like you said, still, still ongoing. And yeah, you know, we'll definitely talk about it over the coming weeks. And of course, once it's finished, sort of give like a... Uh, I don't know. I feel like give like a a what's what on what's going on because you know you can, yeah yeah you can you can hear this stuff but like and and honestly it's a lot of information but um you know it's sort of cool sort of just sitting down talking about it because half the time I look at these articles and I just see numbers and like charts and I'm like nah I'm gonna wait until I we hop on <laughs> should I play that and have Ron explain it to me oh my god ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's a tough life we live. Um, <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Yeah. 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 I think that's the most important takeaway of all this, though, is that, you know, just think of it like if Apple wins, they are oh, sorry, if Epic wins, then you open up the possibility of third party stores directly on your console. I think that's like the best way to put it or to think about it. Um, I can't say that's a good thing, but, you know, I, I don't know if I'm rooting for that cause. I'm just kind of sitting back and, and watching at the moment. Um, but I, I may lean. I, I don't know. It, it's like whoever wins, we lose. It's it kind of situation, I feel like. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to just kind of keep coming back to this. I mean, do we lose? Um, I think we lose less if Apple wins. But, hmm. you know, Apple is is um, because I don't I don't like the idea of of third parties kind of bogarting their way onto these 
these systems, these other platforms and having direct access and charging literally whatever they want uh, for um, for for whatever it is, like changing the business model from what it already is. There's some regulation already because of, they have to filter through uh, a, a Microsoft, Sony or Nintendo store um, because there's a certain cut that they have to account for. But yeah, I don't know. At, at that point, like. I don't know the wall. I, I think less walled gardens are better, in my opinion. But I mean, we're also talking about Apple, who who is like the king of walled gardens. So like that's that's what I mean. Where it's like, yeah, eh, eh, maybe not a great precedent if they win either. But I think we lose a little bit less if they do. Um, like I said, we'll have to just kind of see. I bet you these lawmakers are like, look at these fucking nerds in here. Like, why? Why? What are we talking about? What are they? What are they talking about? Loot boxes. What? <laughs> What are in these loot boxes, and why are people millions buying millions of dollars? Bro. Yeah. How you much, know, it's funny. How I, much money? How much money have they made playing Fortnite? Right. <laughs> a, a judge said almost something similar to that. Fortnite. The judge said, "Yeah, oh, not Fortnite, but like just the idea of like they were like, hey, man, what's the what's what's the whole deal with consoles? Okay, I I play Netflix on my console. Like, what what, what are these games? I mean, I'm I'm it's that's reductionist. They didn't say that, uh-huh. but like it was it was along those same lines though." So he was pretty good. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, it's almost as bad as like when um when Facebook had to do like those court hearings and just like just seeing the disconnect of like Silicon Valley and uh just like just old people like yep that sort of just leads into y'all we need to <laughs> we need younger people in these positions that understand what's going on. I like yeah. you know because think about it like wh- like whoever's like over this stuff is literally setting precedent for a whole industry like the industry is going to change after this so to have someone that's sort of like so I, which I mean I guess I could sort of lead that maybe it's like an impartial decision but to sort of have someone that's like so out of touch with what's going on making the rules but, yeah it's like I wouldn't have a cat lover dog uh, like judge like a um like the puppy bowl or whatever. Like it just wouldn't make sense. It's a it's an interesting comparison, but not one I can disagree with. Yeah, so we'll never see what's gonna happen in the future. But uh that's I think that's that's pretty much what we got this week. Um in, uh let's 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 see Rod, let's do you this week. Rod, what you got for us? Yeah, week? yeah. I I, I wanted you to actually, because I wanted to talk about um, the fact that I got fucked up on my uh, second vaccine shot. Um, so if you're going to get your second vaccine, go ahead and prepare like I did. I actually did it the smartest way I possibly could have. I'm so glad I made the 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 decisions that I did. Um, take it on a weekend. If you work a nine to five, like Monday through Friday, take it on a weekend or just some day that you don't have work. It's not a nine to five. Make sure that you have like a day or two off of work. Mm-hmm. Take it, have a heating pad, have some Tylenol that you could take later on. Make sure that you have like your favorite TV show or whatever. Um, get under some blankets because you got to be prepared, man. I don't get sick. I don't get sick. I was fucking sick after that like it fucked me up um so not to scare you give vax guys uh but 
Yes. Uh, and I would do it all over again. I would do it in a heartbeat all over again. Um, mm. But yeah, so just want to just letting you know that uh, it's, that's a thing. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. That's it. That's all I got. James, where can they find us? Where, if they like what they heard, where can they find us? You can find us on your podcast listening app of choice. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Music, on Spotify, on um, YouTube. Sometimes. <laughs> you, you can find us on the internet. Should I play that in all the locations? Um, you know? Make sure you give us a nice little rating, five star, mm. the likes, share it with your friends, your enemies, your co-workers, your aunts, uncles. Share it with your mom. Also, mm-hmm. show your mom some love mm-hmm. this this week specifically. Mother's Day is coming up. Um, your oh, mother shit. or mother figures in your life. Shout out to all of them, because without them, we wouldn't be here. Literally. Mm-hmm. Just wouldn't be. So um I was about to do that. We're gonna do a top ten mothers uh episode <laughs> next week. Top 10 list? You, you know what? Yes. If you're listening to this, drop us some um some uh recommendations for your list, your top video game moms. All right, Should I play that at gmail.com? Yes. Should I play that fanmail at gmail.com? Right, and so in the comment that, section. With that being yeah. said, I think that's the end of our episode. Yes, that's the end of the episode. Y'all stay beastly, <laughs> drink your waters. If you're taking your getting vaccines. Um, like Rod said, make sure you make sure you have a heated pad. Make sure you have uh, uh, something something you know something to drink. Stay hydrated, and um, watch watch WandaVision and and Falcon Winter Soldier and Invincible uh, and Invincible. Maybe, maybe one of those. Maybe two of those things. Maybe not the other thing. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Anthony Mack is never going to talk to us now. Oh boy.